everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. True Mua is a creator, educator, and lover of natural light. She's based in western Wisconsin and specializes in fine art senior portraits. In addition to photography, she's a dedicated mother and artist and loves sharing her creativity with fellow industry photographers. She's learned quite a bit about business and life, but one of the main things has been to value yourself. You want me just to start with like, hi? <laughs> start start wherever you think the beginning is. Okay, beginning. So my name is True Mua, and I'm uh, located here in home in Wisconsin. I specialize in senior portrait um portraits. I do do a little bit of everything else. Like I dabble a little bit in weddings and, and um, couples and whatnot, but mainly my specialty is um, high school senior portraits. So I have been shooting since 2012 is kind of when I started playing around with a camera um, and just kind of really fell into it. I'm sure you've heard that story a million a times. times, but <laughs> I really did. I, I um, had been doing dental for 16 years and really loved that, uh, but picked up a camera, kind of um, started playing around with it and just really found myself falling kind of in love with it. So um, at first I was shooting a little bit of everything, um, like everybody else, I'm sure. Yeah. And then uh, quickly found um, that what I really loved was working with high school um, kids. So I launched full time in 2000 and oh my gosh, was that 2015? And I've been doing um, full time senior portrait photography since 2015. Why seniors? Why seniors? Um, because they love to be there. I mean, they're excited. It's a big part of their year. I mean, come on, let's be real. The little two-year-old running around with, you know, tears and snot and all of that is, uh, that was a challenge. And I think for me, it was almost easier uh, to work with, you know, clients who really wanted to be there and were excited to be there in the beginning. Yeah. And then as I did it more, um, I was just finding that I was able to do something with these kids that really contributed to their high school year. So a lot of, you know, I would say the clients that come to me struggle with insecurity or, you know, they just want to be seen and they want to feel amazing and uh, they want to be pampered and they want to have that, you know, whole like Hollywood glam uh, day for their senior portraits. And I was able to do that. And, um, and I just have really loved like, you know, getting to know the kids and, and uh, working with them throughout the year and um, just knowing that I somehow contributed to their, you know, their confidence and, and all of that. But yeah, they, they love to be there. They're excited. It's fun. Um, you know, they're open to being creative and not just, you know, the traditional uh, poses. So considering yeah. all of that, what was that? Well, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I want to touch on it. Considering everything that you're saying, how have the last, you know, three or four months been in particular for you? 
Um, well, so Wisconsin is a little, at least in my area, I don't know about all of Wisconsin, but um, we really only have a few months to do senior portraits. Um, and I say that because most kids don't want to have their senior portraits done until they're going to actually be a senior. So that's typically the summer before the, their senior year. Um, and then we have a deadline. So yearbook deadlines usually um, are September, October. Latest is about November. So it kind of gives us a very short period to shoot yeah. um, senior portraits. And I do do, um, you know, I started when I launched full time back in 2015, I started this session um, that I called it was an all season session. And it was just a way for me to uh, make you not make use, but for it was a way for me to um, offer to my clients something that was a little different than other senior photographers were doing. And that allowed them to shoot one session per season. Um, so in that sense, it did really kind of, um, ruin that whole thing just because we weren't able to get in winter shoots and yeah. spring shoots. Um, and you know, I found other ways to, to make it up to those clients. And I have some clients who are willing to, you know, shoot spring and winter in 2021. So, you know, we will wait a little bit, but we'll eventually get to it. Um, but yeah, it didn't, I mean, fortunately, I'm usually prepared for a slower season during those months. So Yeah, so it wasn't as bad as what it could have been for right. you. But you have a program right. where they book four sessions? Yes. One all the way around. All the way around, yep. How do, how does that work? So, they're shorter sessions. Okay. Um they're, you know, is my most popular session I would say is my 2-hour senior shoot. Um this is a shorter session. It's up, it's about 45 minutes to an hour shoot. It's less outfits. That way, by the time they're done, you know, they usually end up with about six or eight different outfits, mm. uh, but they're just shorter times. And what we try to really do with that is utilize the different seasons, of course, um, that, that we're fortunate to have here right. in Wisconsin. So right. yeah, I mean, uh, the kids love it. The parents love it because it, in a way, I get to document their growth in that year. I mean, right. from the beginning of their senior year to their, you know, the end of their high school year, there's such a huge change in growth. That too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the parents have loved that and the kids love that it's less stressful almost in a way because, you know, usually kids come to their session and they're just stressed out. Like they want it to be perfect and they're worried that, you know, it's going to rain or their outfits aren't going to look good or whatever. And this way, I almost feel like, it's relaxed them a little bit because they know like, well, if I really screw it, we're really screw up this one. time. Yeah. We There's have a second one. session. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. You're giving yourself like more chances, I guess, to capture. More chances. Exactly. Well, in all yep. the seasons, uh, you know, I'm from Illinois, so I'm not too far from you, but all of the seasons are so pronounced genuinely, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like, um, you know, the stereotypical fall or autumn is autumn and the stereotypical winter is definitely winter. Right. right. And there's a huge mm -hmm. distinction between each one. I like, I like that concept. I like, I like the idea of that. I, I wanted to say I was, I was reading your bio and I, as I was reading it, cause I've known of you for quite some time. Like you have, yeah. a, you have a, a really unique name and the name like that sticks 
sticks in someone's mind, uh, right? Yeah. And I, I, so I've known of you for a while, but I, I was like, I want to, I want to, I don't want to know too much about people before I, I talk to them in general, right? Because right. I like to find out. But if there's a bio, I'll generally read it. And as I was reading yours, I was like, this is my wife. <laughs> you guys are the same. My awesome. heart belongs to the mountains, but I am also drawn to the ocean. That's my wife. Absolutely. You love you love being outdoors mm -hmm. and hiking and camping. That's my wife. <laughs> the day begins with sunrise and a coffee. She has to have her coffee in the morning and she and you guys love your alone time. Oh, she yeah. doesn't like TV. <laughs> she would she would never have a TV if it wasn't for me. Yeah, I honestly. Don't, yep. And then you wrote my junk food drawer is actually loaded with veggies and fruit. Yes. <laughs> is that right? It is. I just, all my friends know it. Like I just have, I would not be able to ever do, uh, what's that new diet everyone's doing right now? Keto, keto diet. It's all like meat, like no fruits, uh, no sugar. I'm like, there's just no way I live on fruits and veggies and yes. I would be lost. <laughs> so does she. My junk awesome. food drawer is full of cake. I just push cake in there. <laughs> I'm going to have to meet your wife. I think we're going to get along great. Should you, she can be my new travel buddy. You Oh, and, and she loves to travel. You two are, you two would be two peas in a pod. It, awesome. It would, it, yeah, we're going to have scary. to meet then. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit more then about your business. Here's, I, I have another question that I wanted to get to and I was going to ask towards the end, but I want to ask it now because I have a sense that this might lead them to some other stuff. You <laughs> said very specifically that you don't want to talk about pricing. Right. Now, we don't have to talk about pricing. But what I would like to do is talk about why you don't want to talk about pricing. Okay. So the reason and I've done I've done pricing before and the reason why I hate talking about pricing on podcasts or basically almost anywhere is because price really is so dependent on who you are, where you mm. are, what the demand is what you have to offer. And this is something that I stress to my clients all the time when they are price shopping. I'm like, if you're going to price shop, you really have to be able to compare apples to apples. Yeah. You know, you can't say Jet is charging $300 for a session and True is charging $3,000 for a session. Obviously, Jed is the be better package. Right. However, right. <laughs> you, you, what does that include? You know, yeah. uh, what's involved in that. And for me, my, I mean, I'm very, my sessions are very, um, I spend a lot of time with each one of my clients. So I'm very invested in them. They are very invested in me. And when, when photographers uh, message me and say, well, what do you charge for a session or what should I charge for a session? Um, and it, it's hard for me to answer that because I don't know who you are. I don't right. know how long you've been in business. I don't right. know how great your, your, work is your Instagram portfolio might look amazing, but do you deliver, you know, right. is it, is it the two good portraits you took of that whole session out of a thousand <laughs> images? Right. Are you able to deliver a hundred amazing images? I don't know right. that. Um, so I think pricing is just something I, I try to stay away from because I have so many people that say, well, true charges $4,500. I'm going to charge $4,500 because that, that has to be the going rate. Right. Um, and it's not, it just isn't. Um, and I think that, I think as photographers, um, you know, I think in the beginning, what I was hearing from so many people when I was starting out in the businesses, you have to be this price or you're just not, 
worth being in the business. And, and I'm going to say, definitely value yourself and your time. And I, I always encourage anybody that mentors with me, like your time is valuable. Make sure that you're being compensated for that. However, we are all in a different place and time in our careers, in our life and how you structure something may not work for me, but it works for you and how you price something maybe is what you see is, is the value that you're delivering, but it might not be for me, but I am no place to say you're wrong and I'm right. You know? Um, so I just stay away from that because anytime I talk about pricing, I get a whole bunch of DMs or emails saying, well, I, I saw you on Sue and I saw that your price is, you know, $4,500 for this package and I'm only charging $1,200. So tell me how I can charge $4,500. <laughs> um, and I would love to be able just to give you like the magic tips to do that. But it just isn't that. I mean, we know that we are our brand, right? So yeah. When our clients are hiring us, they're not just hiring for that package. They're hiring you and what right. you can what you can give them. So, yeah, I just that's that's why I've just stayed away from it because then I have to explain to everybody. Well, I can't tell you what to charge, or I can't say that your package is right. And you know, you can send me your price menu, but I don't know what to tell you to do with that because I actually don't really know what I'm getting with that package, you know? Yeah, there's a, there, I don't know, with all the variables, because I've talked about pricing a lot. And, there, you know, I mean, there are there are formulas and, and there are maybe rules of thumb here and there. Right. But, you know, like, it's one of those things where I, you know, I've, I've had people follow all the rules, so to speak, right? Yeah. And they're still not making any money or they're not making enough money, right, to cover their expenses. And I'm like... Well, you're driving an $87,000 car, so (laughs) that's a variable, right? I mean, and you and me could do everything the same. Absolutely. But if you're good driving an 87 Cavalier Mm -hmm. and I need need a a, a late model Corvette, I'm going to need to make more money. And to do that, I need to lower my expenses and or raise my prices, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... So my point in saying all of that is to go back to what you said at the beginning, is it even, is it even possible considering all the variables to compare apples to apples? Yeah, it really isn't. I mean, I think, um, I think, you know, like you said, there's, there's the basic formula we all know that kind of sets the standard for our pricing or that we should all look at, uh, to know just to, I mean, at least a starting point. And then from there, like you said, it really just, you know, it depends. It depends on where you are, what your overhead is. I have a studio. Maybe you don't. Um, you know, what I charge for my pricing is what I need to make for my family and for my right. life. So right. if you're good, like camping out and, you know, staying in an RV all year long and you only need to make, you know, $300 a session. Hey, right. that's wonderful. Good for you. Go um, kill it. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's something that I've had to learn over the years to accept almost because I think for me it was almost like ingrained in my head that like you have to be making so much money or or you're not good enough and um and I'll tell you the story of how I actually started my pricing because it's absolutely ridiculous and I would never recommend it obviously for anybody but (laughs) you know I was in I was in dental and I was uh, photographing my son and I was getting these inquiries from 
first friends and then and then mm -hmm. friends of friends and people were like well what do you charge and i'm like i don't know i googled other photographers in town i'm like oh she charges 200 i'm gonna charge 200 that's what i did and then you know i get these clients and they would want prints and i'm like I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't even know what White House custom color was at the time. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, Googled other photographers and I'm like, oh, eight by 10, $50. That's what I'm going to charge, $50. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm sitting in my very first, I still remember this, sitting in my very first IPS session. So I never was a shoot and burn. And that probably has benefited me and been able to get me to where I am today. You were um, selling from the beginning? I was selling from the beginning because I didn't know, I didn't know any other way. I didn't know any other way. And when I looked up other studios in town, I just saw they did session and they right. did prints. Right. So I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Um, and my very, very, one of my very first IPS sessions, I remember sitting there and I had, you know, your standard 11 by 14 in your wallets and your five mm -hmm. by sevens and your digitals. And the mom's like, I want to get a, I want to get a big canvas, a 24 by 36 of this image. And I'm like, what the heck is a canvas? So, you know, I uh, basically like Google uh, White House and, and looked at their canvas prices. And I'm like, I don't even know what to charge for a canvas. I'm just going to take the White House, White House custom colors price for yeah. me. And I'm going to take that times four. And I'm just going to go with that. And that's what I did. And so that started, you know, that set the standard pricing for my canvases. So, yep. um, <laughs> I mean, that's the silliest way to do business. And I definitely don't teach that when I mentor. But for me, and, and one thing I will say for photographers, especially beginning photographers, is don't ever be cheap. You know, yeah. be, be, be free if you need to build your portfolio, but don't be cheap. Yeah. It's really hard to build from cheap. Okay. I um, like that a lot. Be free before you're cheap, even if you're looking to build. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I think, you know, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, I mean, let's just take Walmart for an example. It's going to be hard for Walmart to start selling $2,500 purses if forever they've been selling 30. I mean, nobody that's shopping for a good quality $25 purse is going to even think I'm going to go to Walmart. So, you know, I just say we all need to, we need, need to start somewhere. We all start right. somewhere um, and we need to build our portfolio. So find a way to show value in what you're offering, you know, for free. Um, and build your portfolio that way, but definitely don't be cheap unless that's where you plan on being and staying. I mean, if you want to be that $300 shoot and burn photographer forever, absolutely go ahead. You know, there's nothing should stop you from that. But if you are at a beginning stage of your career and you see that you want to build that down the road and you want to be in a place where you can be mm. financially comfortable, um, then that's probably not the, the way to do it. And I was fortunate enough to not be very smart and uh, <laughs> do it wrong. So, <laughs> well, so you, you kind of learned that the hard way, right? Right. What, what is the, what's another thing that comes to your mind when you look back at the last, you know, five to eight years for you in particular, mm -hmm. what's another thing that comes to mind right away when you think to yourself, Hmm, I had to learn that one the hard way. Hmm. Gosh. Um, you know, I mean, I think one thing for sure would be, um, communication with your clients. I mean, I think for, I think making sure that you communicate everything, whether it's good, whether it's bad, um, just helping 
them prepare for their session, what, you know, whatever, whatever you need your clients to know, making sure that you communicate that well and well as in dumbing it down all the way in your emails so that, because I think we forget sometimes and, you know, I was the same way when I worked in dental. It's like, I almost forget that my, my patients don't understand dental terms or a dental situation the same way, right? So we have to remember that our clients are the same. Like to us, it seems like common sense, but to them, they're doing this for the very first time, have no clue. Um, And so I think just making sure that all of, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's your pricing, uh, whether it's money that is due up front, whether it's something that you need them to bring, like just making sure that you are communicating well with their clients. Have you, did you, did you kind of find out that I feel like this happens in that we don't realize in those scenarios, especially, especially like the sales part, Mm -hmm. we don't realize sometimes that we are the experts or at the very least, even if we don't feel like we're the experts, right? right. That, that we are looked at as the experts by our clients. Like we don't understand, we're not thinking along those lines, right? A lot of times. And so you don't tailor your communication is what I'm hearing you say. And this, this, this rings true to me. You don't tailor your, your, your communication to kind of embrace the fact that they're looking at you as, as kind of the expert, like they're, they're almost coming to you like, well, what should I do or how, where, where, where should I hang this or what should I purchase? Right. Like all of those boxes you could check by having your communication in order. Absolutely. You know, and I I think this goes back to, uh, what kind of photographer do I want to be? What kind of service do I want to provide? Am I the $300 shoot and burn? Like you're just going to meet me today and we're going to shoot and I'm going to just upload your images and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Or are you looking for, are you looking to provide a special type of uh, experience for your clients, which for me, that is what I provide. So my clients that do book me know exactly what they're going to get from me uh, because they've talked to their friends and their friends' friends, yeah. and they have seen it on Instagram and yep. they have been following me for years. So they know, and parents will say, we are coming to you because we don't know what we're doing. And right. we want you to tell us everything we need. And that makes their life right. easier. And yeah. that's what they're investing in. They're investing in that um, they're investing in that experience. So for me, I know that I can't fall when it comes to communicating with my clients because right. we're expecting that. And that's part of the experience with me. So, uh, but I do believe it makes everything easier, whether you are just shoot and burn. Hey, let them know this is what we're going to do. We're going to meet you here. We're going to shoot for two hours and we're going to upload your images to a gallery to download them. And that's it. I mean, keeping it, I mean, even if that's how simple your, uh, service is for your clients communicating that. So they're not thinking, well, am I coming back for an ordering session? Am I, do I get, you know, 500 images? Do I get 30 images? Uh, How long is it going to be? So, you know, I mean, I think the more we tell our clients and the more they know, the less questions we're going to get. Right. And the less um, disappointment as well. So, right. Yeah. Like the disappointing surprises can be huge roadblocks and you're, and you're getting all, you're also getting rid of the friction for them, right. As they go through oh. the process. Um, yeah, they, so they, so they kind of know what to expect to some degree. They're not, they're not sitting down and looking at a price list for the very first time in a sale, for instance. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know some photographers, 
do it that way. Um, so okay. I, I'm again, like, I'm not going to say there's a right or wrong way of doing that. Uh, but I know for me, it's, it works that my clients know exactly what they're investing in and how much they're investing and being able, providing them that whole pricing guide and helping them almost decide like how, I mean, I don't know that anybody really decides how much they're going to spend when they come in, but it's good to get a general idea. I mean, it's like when you're building a house, you don't just go and say, I'm going to build a house. I mean, you want to, you need to break it down and know, okay, what are, what are you investing in the foundation? What are you investing in, you know, the products in, inside the foundation? So um, for me, it's easier for my clients to have that pricing guide and know exactly what they can expect when they walk through my door. I, I feel like a lot of times in our, in our experience, the dads will sometime have a number and, and I can, <laughs> and I can confirm this in that when we, we at one point decided to go have family pictures done, it was just the two of us and our daughter at the time. We walked into the sales appointment a week later and I had a number in my mind and it wasn't a very high number. We wanted to just experience something else anyway. Right. right, right. And, and, uh. I think my number was like 500 bucks, right? <laughs> right. And I'm like, you know, I'll drop 500 bucks. I don't want, I don't want to completely just walk out of here with nothing. But I like, I was really hoping to get the digital files because I happen to know a place that can print them. And I happen to, <laughs> and I happen to know a guy that can do some Photoshop work, you know, all the stuff. Right, right. And we dropped like 3,400 bucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I got to experience what it was like to be on that side, which was invaluable for me. This is also something I would recommend that every professional photographer, everyone with a studio do, go experience it and, and go through the process yourself. Absolutely. But I was shocked when I walked out of there and we talked about it and, and my wife was blown away. She's like, I can't believe you did that. Cause it was me. It was mostly me <laughs> yeah. that made it happen too. And I was the one going in with like, oh, 500 bucks, right? right? And, and so that's a, that's a huge piece. I wanted that. It made me think what you were saying earlier too, about I was wondering, what do you do from a marketing standpoint, keeping all of this in mind too, from an, from an experience standpoint and keeping your brand in mind, right. And knowing that people aren't going to come in and expect to just walk out of there writing you a check for $200, you're, right. you're right. much more than that, not just price-wise, but experientially. What do you do from a marketing standpoint to kind of buttress that? You know, I mean, I think um, I think for me, I, I feel like maybe I've done it this whole time. I'm not even sure. But I, I, I feel like I don't have to work so hard at getting that message across anymore because I have marketed it well. Um I mean, for starters, I have a minimum. So my clients already know there is a minimum. Right away, they know. Yep. Right away, they know there's a minimum requirement uh, that you have to invest up, up front. Um, and then I do have two, I have. I know I said I was going to talk about pricing, but I have two separate well, uh, packages. So I have where you have your session and minimum order requirement, um, which is paid up front. Um, and then you, and then I have what I call my worry-free collections and they're digitals and products and the shoot. There's no IPS session. Every, they basically are investing in everything. Um, you know, it starts at $2,500 goes to $4,500 and that is paid up front. So I don't, um, you know, I don't have to worry that they're not going to, they're not obviously going to buy. They can Mm. definitely buy more, but that's, that's, 
ton already. Right. Um, but for me, I think for marketing, I just just want to make sure that that's consistent. Like when I'm I'm sharing, whether it's on my my website or on um, Instagram, I don't really do much for marketing besides Instagram. That's what um, I wanted to know. That's what I was going to get at. Yeah. So the the only place I I definitely need to work on my website that I do have, but I just don't really I don't utilize it the way I should. Hmm. Um, and um, blogging. You know, I'm not great at uh, keeping up with that either. I'll just be honest. Um, but my clients are on Instagram. I mean, I think we, I think that's important as photographers to know where our clients are when we're, where we talk about marketing. Um, I mean, social media is a great marketing tool for all of us, no matter what genre we're shooting. Uh, but my clients being high school seniors are on Instagram mm-hmm. and Obviously now TikTok, we all know TikTok's the new, um, <laughs> the new thing. I'm not on TikTok. I mean, I don't have a TikTok account, but, um, but I love Instagram because it allows us to do the Instagram stories. It allows us to do the highlights to keep those. So if you go to my Instagram, you'll be able to see all of my highlights and I keep all the back of, you know, the behind the scenes and the straight out of camera and, um, the, uh, edited images obviously stay on my, my actual Instagram, but, um, it's been a great tool for me. And I think it's worked well to get that message across to my clients to, to show them, uh, the value of what they are going to be receiving from me and why it's important to invest in me, what is involved from beginning to the end. So I share, you know, I share my prep guides that I, I have created for my clients on there. I share, um, meetings, Zoom meetings with my clients. I share um, styling consults that I do with my clients. And um, also, uh, obviously, you know, the makeup and hair sessions and all the behind the scenes we shoot. Um, I have somebody shoot behind the scenes the entire session. So you do? Uh, I do. Okay. We're keeping them shorter. We're just doing you know, little video clips and then just little shots. Um, but that way, my clients know. I think most people look at my portfolio and they think that I'm shooting in these incredible um, spaces and I'm not. I mean, most of my locations are in the ditch and are little bushes. So, um, and I think that's important for my clients to see that I am able to yeah. give you, uh, you know, this type, these types of images. Cause I think, you know, most clients think that I'm like flying all over the world and, right. and, shoot, and it's right here in their backyard. And right. I think it's also important for people to see just kind of the transition and, and, uh, the, the whole day of, you know, the clients coming in and getting into hair and makeup. I mean, I don't work with models. Uh, we don't have a modeling agency here. So a lot of my clients think, they have to be a model to shoot with me. And, and one thing I like to always have to remind my girls, I say girls cause I don't get a lot of boys, but my clients is that you are absolutely beautiful. just the way you yeah. are. Um, and your experience with me that your day with me isn't for me to change who you are. It's for me to highlight you, you know? Yes. Um, and, and I think another really important thing for me having a teenage daughter myself is mm. that, um, letting these kids know that Instagram, you know, I mean, I think, I think there's high expectations for teens, you know, I think everybody, um, feels like there's this level of expectations that they want to meet. And so it's easy. It's easy to really beat yourself up as a teen these days with social media. Um, because we, we want to be 
I mean, we all want to be what's out there. And I think the girls um, especially really struggle. I mean, being able to really get to know them and talk with them, a lot of them struggle with feeling like they're not pretty enough or not good enough. um, And I just have to remind them that these girls on Instagram that they follow and they love don't wake up looking like that every day. You know, I mean, it's it's, and it's been amazing to be able to show them that, hey, with makeup, um, and good lighting and good photography and good editing skills. Like we all can be models. We yeah. all can be models. So, and you all are, everybody's beautiful. Um, and just, you know, teaching the girls to really like love themselves and not be so focused on trying to live up to what they think society is, ex- you know, expecting them to, to. How has your, you keep, you keep saying things that, Give me all these questions I didn't anticipate. <laughs> How has your being a mother, especially of a teenage daughter, mm-hmm. it positively affected and impacted you as an artist and as a photographer, especially considering that your that your niche is is mostly seniors and mostly senior girls? How are those connected? You know, I mean, I think um, I think one, like I just said, in the sense of just reminding the girls to love themselves um, and to help them build their confidence. Um, I think it's really been a big part of what I have done because um, a lot of girls don't feel, like I said, they don't feel seen. They don't feel um, beautiful because even though we know they are, and I know in 10 years, they're going to look back at their high school year and think what a fool I was because I know I, I look back at my high school years and think, why did I think that? I mean, you know, well, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's impacted me as a photographer as, and even the way that I see the girls and how I photograph them. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, obviously nothing with guys, but I definitely know a guy photographer when I, when I see a guy, when I see a portfolio, I have um, heard that said before, Many times. Yeah, it's not, and it's not a, it's not a, you know, um, I'm not putting down guy photographers, but right. it, there's a difference. And I think because as women, we just are able to see things in a yeah. different way. Um, but being a woman and being a mother definitely has impacted how I photograph the girls, how I pose the girls. Mm-hmm. I'm a very conservative um, <laughs> photographer. I mean, if you look at my portfolio, you'll see it. I mean, I'm in a conservative town and definitely it's important for me to just make sure that my my portfolio is what I want to see of my daughter and and right. I want the girls to, to just respect themselves, you know? Right. Um, I mean, beauty comes in all shape and form. And right. Yeah. Right. Well, I tell people, uh, where can they go? Where's your, where's your information? Where, where can people find you at online and your website and your Instagram and er- yeah. everywhere to find you? So my website is just truemoa.com. It's T R U E M O U A.com. Um, and then my web, uh, my Instagram is truemoa photography. Um, and Facebook is the same thing. It's truemoa photography on Facebook. So I am horrible at updating my <laughs> Facebook. Um, even though that's the social media, you know, that, that started my whole business. Yeah. I'm just I'm at it, updating that because again, my seniors are not, they're not on Facebook. So, um, I focus 
Instagram based. I focus all my marketing and everything on Instagram. It's June right now. We don't have a lot going on in our industry in person per se, but do you have any, do you have anything planned over the next <laughs> six to 12 months that's tentative at this point? I don't. So, I mean, every year we, uh, for my business, every year we do a senior, an international senior trip. Um, mm -hmm. And usually that happens in July. But um, with all of the borders being closed, unfortunately, that's not happening. Um, and with our rise in, you know, COVID cases here in town, I don't know what it's like uh, where you mm -hmm. are. But, um, you know, I'm just doing my part um, as a business and to help with community spread. And so, you know, there's not a whole lot that I have planned. I usually do um, workshops um, in my slower season. So usually that's yeah. December, January. Um, and this was the first year that we didn't, I didn't uh, plan one, um, mainly because my grandma had passed away and we just had mm. a lot going on. Um, but it worked out because with COVID, nobody was able to go anywhere. Right, right. Um, so yeah, not a, not a whole lot going on this year. Really just you know, I'm kind of keeping things a little slow, um, even on the teaching aspect. I, you know, I'm still doing mentorships and um, stuff like that, but not big conferences or, or um, anything that involves any traveling at this point, unfortunately. I get it. It's one day yeah. at a time, it seems like. Yeah, it really is. So I think, um, you know, we don't know. We just don't know. And I think it's just better to, better to just, you know keep our schedules light <laughs> and hold on loosely. Right. I agree that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, thank you. Thank you for doing this with me oh, and yeah, talking to absolutely. me. I really absolutely. appreciate it. Uh, no. I do hope to see you at some point in person. It would be fun to yeah. hang out at a conference, even for a little bit when they're, when they're rolling again. I know. I don't know when that's gonna, um, if it's going to happen. I think a lot of, a lot of conferences are moving to online and I think, Oh, I know. I hope they don't. I hope they don't always stay there, though. I wanna. I wanna yeah, meet up I with people. The, I think it's gonna be diff definitely different, but I. I don't think you get the same experience from a. Um, That's from a true. Conference, very you know? very true. Well, well so, yeah. in the meantime, stay safe. You too. You too. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you later.